That's right. It's a big beefing story time. Now, this story is probably one you've heard time and time again. But I'm hoping there might be some young listener out there that comes across this and you'll you'll pick up some wisdom. I hope you can learn from my mistake because this mistake is something that happens pretty often and people that fall into this trap as I'm going to go into you just you just know that it's a pattern that you can see from a thousand miles away and it's unfortunately predictable and very sad so we're going to hop in our time machine as we usually do on story time and go back to that right bold year of 2005 when it seems like a lot of crazy shit went down if you listen to the previous installments and uh yeah i was with the one that i had to you know abandon ship left her and uh left my car the car i was driving was a piece of crap but just by chance my happened to run in my dad a few months ago and lo and behold he was able to come rescue me in a bind and literally as the woman that i'm leaving is is pulling into the into the apartment complex i'm i'm pushing my car around the corner at the same time trying to get out of sight before all that, a few months prior, I had just started my tenure at university. And at the time, I was working at a major retailer. You'll probably know them as Walmart. And nothing is, nothing bad against Walmart. It's just I noticed as a young man, if you're not like a professional, you're not like a grown-up, and maybe if you are a grown-up, a lot of the managers just talk to you like you're a piece of shit. I don't know where that comes from. Um, it may just be a retail thing. I don't know if they were like that to the folks that this was their career, but like if you were just a college kid or a high school kid, they didn't really give a fuck. Like, you know, hey, what are you doing? You know, hey, get over here. Hey, get to work. Hey, why are you why are you slacking off? Hey, why don't you do this right? Like they're not really trying to like teach you how to do retail, because honestly, it's not that much fucking to learn about it. It's pretty much the shit so like people walk into that store and know what the fuck they want. Very rarely in a Walmart, you're going to have to sell somebody. I mean, you, you never sell anybody anything. They, they, go, they want to know where it is. And if they're asking where it is because they're a fucking idiot or the store has changed and they just need to know. But it's not, they've got signs everywhere that tells you where that fucking shit's at. So I digress. Working at Walmart. Nothing bad against the job. I actually had a pretty good time there. Um, except for the end when they wouldn't work on my schedule. But aside from that... All the bitching here never really applied to me. It was pretty laid back. I think everybody just kind of liked me. But uh, one day, me and this girl that I was with at the time, we were just hanging out in the mall. We're at one of these stores that kind of like has the kind of cool shit that I would have been into. Like, nowadays you can get everything on Amazon, but back then, man, you couldn't find shit. Like, you know, if, if you're wanting something like a anime DVD or a, a cult movie or some kind of cool new uh, graphic novel or an action figure, like you or a computer game. They didn't just have that shit in normal store shelves. You had to go to a specialty store. And we're talking about, they were called like Sam Goody or On Q or I think it was Pacific Coast or something like that or Suncoast. Yeah, I think it was Suncoast. It's where you just go find off-the-wall shit. And uh, we're in there, minding my own business. I was looking at a DVD, that cartoon that I'd seen when I was a kid, and I was going to pick this up. And I was like, oh, it's going to be tight, you know, it's, been looking for this for a long time and lo and behold here it is as we're browsing and mind you i'm not dressed in anything special but at the time i always wore jeans and a polo it's usually the stuff i worked in it's kind of like my work uniform i didn't i didn't have the explosion of graphic tees i did now you pretty much always were going to see me in a jeans or some kind of polo shirt it's pretty much what i wore back then this couple walks in and 
you know, he just walks by and starts up a conversation. Nothing big. Just like, hey, uh, you like that? Uh, have you seen that movie before? It's like, oh, yeah, man. I, you know, I watched this as a kid. It was dope. He's like, oh, yeah. So we get to talking. And I was like, all right, man, we'll see you later. Go down the aisle and uh, could I swear to God, I think I heard him say to the woman now that I think about it, like, hey, let me let me show you. Let me let me tell you how easy this is. So he walks over back to the aisle, and at this point, it's not longer just a... And it was it was already kind of awkward. The way When people just walk up and talk to you, and you don't fucking know them. Unless there's specifically something like you're giving them an instruction, or you're, like, trying to help them out, or you see something's wrong. It's always kind of awkward. And we had already had the awkward, like, you know, talking about movies and crap. He says, hey, man, uh, what, what do you do for a living? I was like, oh, I, you know, I work at the Walmart. I'm, I'm going to school. He's like, oh do you like working at Walmart? I'm like, yeah, it's all right. And he's like, well, would you be interested in doing anything else? And I'm like, well, if the money's right, yeah, I'm interested in anything. He says, oh, well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, look, man, um, you ever thought about going into business for yourself? Now, we're going to get into this. If, you, if you're if you hearing things that you said, oh, there it is, we'll do a recap at the end, but I don't want to pause the story every time something like this comes up because you're going to hear a few like tried and true red flags. And one of them is, have you ever wanted to go into business for yourself? That's that's a red flag. But we'll we'll recap at the end of the story once I get there, like all the fucking red flags. So, anyways, the guy says, uh, "Yeah, would you like to go into business for yourself?" Like, well, you know, someday, sure. Now, at the time, my trajectory was I was going to go to school, I was going to go to law school, and probably open up my own firm. So, when he's saying going into business for yourself, I'm thinking like, you know, a business. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna incorporate. I'm gonna get an LLC, or and I'm gonna have a product or a mission statement that I'm going to market or sell or I'm going to consult or I'm going to do some kind of service that I'm going to perform. All right. But I, I didn't know what particularly his business was. So I said, yeah. And he's like, well, hey, man, um, you know, I've got this opportunity and maybe you should come check it out. Um, you know, you can make a, you can make a lot of money. Uh, it's not that hard to do. It's just office work, man. It'll get you out of the store. Uh, very flexible schedule. You work your own hours and, uh, you know, you're, you're in business for yourself. And, you know, it's super easy to do. We, you can come by. There's a little training video. We get you a license. Once you get your license, and you're off to the races, man. You're going to be making money quick. And I'm thinking, huh, like, uh, now, this guy wasn't particularly well-dressed. I mean, he was wearing slacks and a, and a button-down. But they were wrinkled. And they were big, big and baggy, you know. And he wasn't really in the best shape. It's an older guy, wore glasses. And the woman with him, is not someone you would want to go to work for. She was wearing a floor down to the floor dress, had really string like curly, messed up red hair that was tied in a crappy bow, big glasses, giant purse. Just not somebody you're like, oh yeah, I'd like to go into business with this woman. Like just not somebody you would think like that. Neither was the guy. And they said, yeah, you know, we used to be a truck driver. And, uh, you know, that just wasn't for us. We were on the road all the time, and it was okay, but it's just too much. So I'm thinking, all right, so they left truck driving for this job. Maybe there's something to it. And I was like, all right, man. Um, yeah, well, 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 tell me about it. And he says, okay, well, you know, why don't you come on by the office? We'll get you an interview, and, and we'll see how it goes. I'm like, all right. So I go back, and, I, you know, the girl had overheard all this. She's like, what was that all about? And I was like, I don't know. This guy offered me a job. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what kind of position is it? And I'm like, well, I don't really know. It says it's kind of a business thing. I guess it's like sales or something. And she's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm thinking, 
Yeah, you're right. I did, but he wants me to meet him up for an interview. Maybe I'll maybe I'll learn more once I get in there. Maybe just like my personality. No, I'm 19 at the time. Okay, before you start saying what the fuck, bro. Like I was 19. So we go. Um, I talked to her, her parents about it, and she's like, "This doesn't sound right. What, what's that guy going to like chop you into pieces or something? You know how old people are. They're always like worst case scenario, like somebody's going to kill you or some bullshit." So I had uh, I had scheduled a meeting with this guy. And it was going to be the interview. And the girl who could never leave my fucking side was one of the reasons why I had to leave. Insisted that she go with me. Now, it's my interview. She's got nothing to do with this. So we go and uh, we're waiting in the car. Or she goes to the car. We drive down to Waxahachie and like the only office building that's down there. Four-story building. Um, Go in, hit the elevator, go up to the floor he had told me about. He comes up, greets me. He's wearing the exact same fucking clothes. And the woman that was with him is sitting uh, over behind a table off to the side. And there's little vouchers and like little little candies and stuff. And uh, this large black man walks in, probably 350, probably, you know, 6'2", just, you know, big, all upper body, big head, bald guy, um, wearing this massive gold watch, you know, dressed to the nines immaculately dressed like way more than this like this guy had ironed his clothes whereas the other guy was looked like a piece of shit and he uh he just walks by and he says i'm not because i'm looking at that candy i'm like oh all right there's some uh there's little pieces of candy over there some mints you know get me a little handful of them reese's pieces you know something like that and the guy's like uh oh say boss uh you know if there's a if you want some candy uh you know it's gonna cost you a dollar in that tip jar so um i'm thinking well fuck no i'm you know, not gonna do that. At the time, I didn't have any damn money anyway. I'm certainly not going to pay a dollar for just like a little piece of candy. So I was like, oh, no, no, thank you, man. I was, I'm good. And he's like, all right, well, welcome aboard and hope to see you around. He adjusts his watch, you know, struts off. So the guy looks at me. He's like, hey, did you see that watch he had? And I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of sparkly. He's like, yeah, you know, last year he went on a trip to Hawaii with all the investors. He's one of the top guys, top, top people in the company. And I'm thinking, motherfucker, I thought you said we were going into business for ourselves. Eh, whatever. So I'm just thinking that. He walks me back to a room. Wills out the same fucking cart that you would use in sixth grade. And this is, in the, even in the early 2000s, this was dated. But it was a cart with a tube TV on it and a VHS player. Wheels that bitch in there and pops the tape in and hits play. And this video comes up, and he walks off. He's like, hey, just watch this video, and uh, there's a questionnaire afterwards that you'll fill out, and that will be the training process, and we'll, we'll do a brief interview, and you'll be on your way. We'll get you started. So he walks off. The video starts, and this company comes up called Primerica, and uh, they start talking about you know, how they care about people's lives and that they're more than just a, a business, that they're a family, and how they're the top fortune 500 company and they're growing they're the fastest growing company in america and they're the key to financial independence and i still don't understand what the fuck these people are doing like what what is the job like what am i going to be doing because at that point i'd had about four or five jobs in my life either a brief job in construction i'd worked at a prison i'd worked at, and that's a tale for another day i'd worked in retail and grocery stores and all of them you were interviewed, you were told like what it is you're going to be doing. Like you were given a task that you were applying for, not once 
where you select it and say, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, just come to work and we're, we'll tell you what you're going to do when you get here. Like, it didn't work that way. It's like, come to work tomorrow and you're going to be picking up all the trash around this building. You're going to throw it in the wheelbarrow and dump it over here. Or come to work tomorrow and I'm going to teach you how to bag groceries. Or start, you know, start, start tomorrow we're going to teach you how to, like, put stock on the shelf or how to read a, uh, a modular that tells you how to set up the shelves. It was never um, just, you know, you, you start off uh, not knowing what the hell it is you're doing. So anyways, so we get towards the end of the tape, and finally they reveal what they do, what they sell apparently is uh, life insurance policies to people and some type of financial planning services too. But it's supposedly the product is so hot that everybody's on it. Like, it's this number one fucking product. Even though I had never, ever heard of it. And I'm 19, so why the fuck would I think about that shit? I might have been 20 at the time. Yeah, like 20, 19, somewhere. No, I was 19. Anyways, um, tape's over. The guy comes in. He's like, hey, so what'd you think? And I was like, wow, sounds like the, the place is doing very well. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, it's so exciting. I'm so happy you're on the ground floor, so let's talk. He's like, when can you start? And I'm thinking, well, I, I don't know, man. I kind of need some more time to think about it. I, I kind of don't understand what it is we're doing. And he says, well, you know, it's like they said, uh, the video, you know, kind of covered it. You're going to be selling insurance and, uh, you know, financial planning. And we, we just give people financial freedom and, and it's your own business. You're going to you're gonna make so much money and we're going to help you out along the way. And, you know, starting off, it may take a little bit, but eventually you're going to get money. I was like, well, what uh, what does it entail to start? And he's like, well, we got to get you licensed. That's going to be the first thing. So we'll get you licensed. It's required by the states. No big deal. Um, but if there is a $200 fee. And I was like, hold up. $200 fee? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's just, that's just standard. That's across the board. So um, we'll go ahead and take the uh, cash today if you got it, $200, and we'll get you started. And I was thinking, $200 to go to work? Like, you've lost your damn mind. Like, I don't, I've never had heard of that. So um, I tell him, I was like, all right, man, uh, yeah, I got a checkbook in my car. Just let me uh, be right back. So I, and he's like, oh, well, let me, let me go. And so I got up and just walked quickly out the door. And uh, he's sitting there staring, and, and I was like, I just look back, and I leave, and the woman just gets up, and the, and the, the guy, the big guy, had, had looked around the corner from his desk, and I go, I'm out, I'm out the door, and at this point, I'm hauling ass. Like, I run down the hallway, I only mess around with the elevator, get down the stairs, just run out the building, jump in my car, and the girl's, she's still sitting there off to the side, and I peel out. I like, literally, like, you can hear, like, the, the screeching of the tires as I drive off. And he calls me and leaves a voicemail. I was like, hey, man, where'd you go? What's going on? What happened? And uh, I thought you went to get your checkbook. We just went to the zoo. Uh, me and her went to the zoo and hung out at the zoo that day. And that was the first time that I had any experience with what is known as multi-level marketing. In other words, complete and utter bullshit. Pyramid schemes. Um you know, crap that just does not work. And uh, I, that wasn't, uh, sadly, that wasn't the first time I fell for it. The second time came uh, a little bit later. It was, it was a little bit more devious. So that was the first time in person that I'd been asked that. And it happened. Dude, people, when you work in a big city, them bastards will walk, you will be at work. I was on the floor at Walmart with my vest on, working, taking care of my, people would come up and say, hey, man. How would you like this exciting business opportunity where you own your own business? And I'm like, God damn it. And they would always start with like a nice conversation. First, like, hey, I was looking for so-and-so. Oh, yeah, it's right over here. Hey, uh, 
so, so do you like working here? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's all right. You ever thought about doing anything else? Well, sure, of course. That's why I'm going to school. You know, and not one of the best. And some of them were better than others, but some of them, like, were nervous as shit. Like, hello, would you like to earn as much money as you want? It's really exciting. And, like, bro, you look like shit. Your clothes are dirty. Your skin is bad. Like, you look like you've been outside for 10 years. Like, you're not impressing me with the job. You're not somebody I want to work with. Anyways, those guys were those guys were small potatoes. Once you've been through it once and you've made the mistake, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on. The second time that it happened was an actual, um, I'd applied for a place online and they called me in for an interview. They're like, okay, welcome in. And you get in and like the, it was a round table discussion. It was a panel. There's a bunch of us in there. And the guy says, yeah, our company is looking for managers. Um, we're looking for leadership. And so everybody went around the room and introduced themselves. It's like, well, we're happy to have you guys all here. And uh, one of the women said, uh, uh, you know, I work for a newspaper and as an editor, and some of the questions you ask on your application are illegal. Like, you can't ask this stuff. And the man said, well, if, if you had any problems with the application, you don't have to fill it out. It's just stuff so that we can get to know you. And the questions are like wanting to know your relatives' names and shit like that. And you, you're going to figure out why they wanted to know that. And so before the guy could even get into his next sentence, um, the woman got up and just left. She just walked right out the room. And as he continued talking, and the guy, and the first thing he's like, oh, uh, well, I was expecting that may happen. It's okay. It's, this isn't for everybody. And as he continued to talk, more and more people got up and left the room. And I wanted to see where this was going because, again, it was another thing where they're not telling you what the fuck they're doing. Like, you can make as much money. You're going you're gonna to be setting your own hours. You're going to be going out on, you know, we're going to give you leads. You're going to be making this many calls a month, and we're going to have it all ready for you. So he, it was in sales, and this was... Uh, I can't remember what they were selling. I think it was advertising for some kind of newspaper or some shit. But it was it was bullshit, whatever it was. No, no, it was, it was another financial planning. It was life financials, whatever. It was garbage. And uh, get to the end of it, it's me, another one, a woman. He's like, okay, you guys made it to the end. So I could tell that y'all are the leaders. You guys are the ones that can make a difference. Y'all are, y'all are wanting to work. You're wanting to make money. You're into this. I get it. The only thing I need is $200 for like, God damn it, man. Fucking $200 again. So wasting my time, another 45 minutes gone. At that point, I've, that had been a couple, that had been like a year or two later. So multi-level marketing. Um, you guys can, you can look it up. There's fascinating documentaries about this. Basically what the idea is, there's a company that starts up, they have a product uh, that they've made and it can be, clothes it can be insurance it can be a widget it can be something stupid it's some kind of crappy amway you know some kind of a bowl cups crappy phones it's some kind of technology that nobody really wants but it's marketed like it's hyped the fuck out of it and what they do is they'll have somebody that sells the product but you don't really make money selling the product your money is made from recruiting other people to sell the product pyramid scheme so you have a, a few people at the very top that are making an ungodly amount of money but then they have hundreds and thousands of Denzians below that are all paying these startup fees that are all paying these licensing fees 
these fees are what funnels that. Like, you don't make any money off of selling the product because retail is a cutthroat business as it is. Like, you, in order to make money in retail, like, we had to send everything over to China and Taiwan to be made because we couldn't make any fucking money at it. Uh, it's, it's cutthroat. And at the end of the day, if you're a bigger business, you're just going to make more money in retail because you can take on loss and you take on more risk. For the average Joe person, you're not running your own fucking retail business. If you're running a mom and pa store, like, you are on your way out. Unless you got something online that's magical or some kind of special thing about you or some kind of loyalty, it ain't fucking working. So what they do is they get all these people so you're constantly recruiting. And you don't actually sell your product. You might sell your product. Like you might have a certain baseline they expect you to sell. But your primary goal is to recruit. Recruit, recruit, recruit. And you're selling your product to people that you're actually recruiting. I looked it up. In order for one company to be successful, you had to recruit 80 people a month to to make a, a livable wage. Like, can you imagine 80 people? Like, it's, it's, a, it's you, you can't, how can you get 80 people just to hand over this money like that? It's ridiculous. And what happens is the way it works, like, so the guy that had the big watch. So what he did is he no longer has to recruit people. He's getting people promoted to like the next tier or level recruiting those people, the ones that have done the recruiting. He's moving those people up. So once they've hit so many recruits in his area or his region, that's when he gets all these bonuses. And then it's just the guy above him. It's the exact same to all the way till you get to the top. Where again, you have this massive company. It's all it is, is fees to start the business. That's what you're making money off of. The product, it's, it's worth nothing. And so they're taking all that money that they're making a little bit of the fees is going to buy more product. And maybe some people have actually bought in the product, but it's usually crap. So, you know, and there's usually shit return policies. And they're just keeping all the rest of it as profit. The recording is profit. They're seeing these big businesses. There's plenty of documentaries on it. I recommend watching uh, Lula Rue. That was one of them. That was pretty good. It pretty much lays it out pretty well. Uh, but it's it's common, man. Like, this, it's just bullshit. And they prey upon people that are lower income, um, people that are, you know, that are, that want to believe, they want to believe that there's this magic answer that they're going to get this money and they're going to have this. I had one lady, it was a coworker and she was telling me, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a pyramid scheme crap. Like I was blunt about it. It's like, that's a pyramid scheme crap. And she's like, what do you mean a pyramid scheme? This is my business. And I'm like, then why are you working here? You're my coworker. You're working in the garden center. Like you're picking up plants and shit. Why do you, if you have this great business, well, I just haven't been able to devote the time to it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. If it's your business, your livelihood, you should devote all your time to it. So it's not really your business. So anyways, um, so there's some key words that we talked about. If you're out walking and somebody says, first of all, they ask you what you do for a living. Um, that's a flag. Like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Second of all, uh, would you like to own your own business? Red flag. That means bullshit's coming. Um, would you like to make as much money as you possibly could? Um, an unlimited amount of money. That's bullshit. There's no way you can make an unlimited amount of money. Like Jeff Bezos has made an unlimited amount of money, but that's because he invented Amazon, which is something that we all fucking use to this day. Um, you know, unless you got some kind of invention like that laying around, you're not going to make unlimited money. You can work your own hours. That just means you're going to work and work and work your fucking ass off. Um, there's an exciting business opportunity for you. Bullshit. The, the opportunities are posted like on LinkedIn and shit like that. Like you can read them. You can understand what the job is that you're going to do. Um, it's not that easy. 
And I know the, the old saying, I've even said it before on this podcast, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. But with these multiple, it's next level. So I'll give you an example. There's a guy I know that um, I'm not saying I'm really good friends with him, but I'm, I'm friends with him. Uh, he, it turns out that his his wife was best friends with my cousin's wife back in high school. And I knew him from work. We worked together for a little while. He was a, he was a supervisor, and he ended up being a manager. He's a nice guy, super nice, like way too nice for all those other managers. He was one of the nicer ones. And we would hung out. We hung out sometimes. We both went to my cousin's bachelor's party together just by chance. Like I, I wasn't expecting him to be there, but lo and behold, you know, we knew each other. I was starting a few years after that went by. I was doing a big uh, paintball tournament. I like paintball. And I needed players. I just wanted many people. I didn't care why or, or who. I just wanted many people as possible to come play paintball with us. So I reached out to him. And I'll be goddamn if he doesn't say, hey, what are you doing for a living? These All the things I just told you about, the red flags, he says those things to me. And I'm like, hey, look, man, um, I'm in college. I graduated college you now. I have a government job. I'm not going to do anything else other than this until I retire. So um, I'm not interested in that. But if you want to play paintball, you can come play. But I, I don't want to hear about your pitch. And he just sounded so defeated. Um, but this guy, to this day, is still making money doing this. But, I mean, he is working his ass off six to seven days a week, probably 12 to 13 hours a day. Yeah, he's he's a higher up. He's one of the ones that's recruiting the supervisors. But uh, he, he just, you know, it, it's not that. And his wife's a teacher, so, you know, fun. It's not too hard to figure out what's going on there. Anyways, multi-level marketing. Stay the fuck away from it.